group of young heroes called the Animorphs. Hello and welcome to Middlemorph Millennials, the podcast that I started to force my friends to read Animorphs and yell at them about wild horses. Wow. My name is Morgan. <laughs> my name is Kate. And mi nombre es uh, Hassan. Buenas tardes, mis seguridores adoradores. He, he just go back to Mexico. I'm, That's what it's like. I'm cultured. Yes. Um, fun fact, I wanted to have wild horses um, for my first dance with my husband at our wedding, but he wouldn't let me. <laughs> I specifically wanted the remix that Buffy and Angel danced to at Buffy's prom. Oh my god. I thought you actually meant horses for a minute, because I don't know the song you're talking about. And I was like, oh, my friend, when she got married, the groom brought a pony for her to take pictures with. <laughs> <laughs> a pet. <laughs> no, the song Wild Horses what? by, is it by the Rolling Stones? See, you already lost oh me there. Wow. <laughs> if you wanted this as your first song, you really need to back it up with, like, you know, credentials there. Yeah. Well, I wanted the re the remake. Like, I don't really usually like too many, um, what are they called? Covers. But this was a particular uh, one from Buffy. So Aww. there you go. <laughs> but speaking of music, if everybody wants to listen to something great, uh, Kim Petras just released the album Slut Pop. So, you know. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Texas. To me. Oh, <laughs> I've I've been binging it. I'm like, this is ridiculous, and I love it. And she's gonna make so much money from the clubs. <laughs> um. So, fun fact: I I uh, I think we all read this one on the uh, PDF, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah I did. Uh, yeah. Well, so I did a control F, and the word horse appears two hundred and sixty-five times in this. There's book. about wow. as many horses that are in the book. <laughs> there's a lot of horses. <laughs> I'm glad there's not a drinking game about that. <laughs> for that. Yeah. Um. So let me show you guys the cover since I have it on my person. It's got quite the middle morph. It yeah, really the, does. And I also like just the way she's standing. I, is very like stiff. Yeah. Yeah. Just like give me a horse kind of posture, please. Something that I can easily Photoshop. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> but it's it's like not the weirdest morph though. No, like, there's far weirder. No. But yeah, I think the horse middle morph, like her face in the middle is kind of famous. But I wanna point yeah, out like though, color. this cover is Cassie morphing into um, a brown uh, horse brown versus horse. Yes. in the book, it's heavily prominent that she's morphing into a golden stallion uh, later on in the book versus this brown horse must be the horse morph she acquired early, like in the first book from her farm um, with its distinctive markings and everything. But she doesn't really morph yes. this particular that, morph in the book, funny enough. That is a, like, on the goofs section of the Wikipedia, of the Seropedia for this book. So Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Does she ever uh, go back into morphing her original horse morph uh, that she got, the farm horse? Yeah, I think a couple of times, but I feel like in a pinch, the horse that she acquires in this is like, a hardcore race horse. Yeah, exactly. He's supposed to go on to win the Kentucky Derby. So I feel like she should pick him if she wants to morph speed. something That's fast. Like dangerous. Yeah. I am speed. Oh, I do know there's a specific moment in the time travel one, I believe, where she morphs horse, but 
And I, there's just many times, because it's a quite a useful morph, um, but I feel like she should pick this one instead. But I don't think it's mentioned Seriously, though, I mean, this again. one's, like, a good one for subtlety. Like, hey, I need to be discreet and, like, kind of hiding out, like, where horses hide out, and nobody's going to notice me, like, you know, <laughs> eavesdropping into conversations. Like, that'd be the horse as opposed to, like, you know, the racehorse. But, you yeah, know? I, I will say I'm proud of them for being so cautious with this one, because they were like, well, we can't all morph not even cassie can morph cassie's horse because that's a very that's a very distinctive horse so oh i wanted to bring sure that, that up got... later on because i thought that was like really i just think you wanted to go to the racetracks and that's why they made up this excuse <laughs> <laughs> also i uh this is the first book where all six of them acquire the same well morph. wait a minute didn't they do no. that with the oh wait a minute no, tobias didn't get the um jaguar yes, yeah and they also erased Has the jaguar because of time travel loop-de-loop things <laughs> and the monkeys yeah i mean canonically whatever yeah and I, and there's definitely a lot in this book of hey you should have acquired that but didn't although uh cassie does specifically say at one point that the cages at the wildlife rehabilitation clinic are half empty which is unusual so that's why i assume that like they didn't have a seagull for axe to acquire or anything like that like like, they didn't have spare morphs for them to get. Again, Axe in his spare time should just be going around collecting morphs. Yeah, like... Axe definitely... Well, you, Tobias can get him a seagull. Yeah. Oh, easily. And, like, Tobias <laughs> could spend his whole day collecting morphs. He's a hawk. Land uh, on there, there's that. And then also, Tobias definitely has opinions about seagulls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he's too good to be a seagull. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, the Yurks know what you look like. It would be nice to have at least one other bird morph. So in a pinch, you could just morph and, like, in midair and just escape. Yeah. Also bugs. Yeah, or bugs. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Or, like, a pelican. (laughs) A pelican. Well, we already know that a seagull can swallow a whole-ass rabbit. Yes, you're welcome. Oh, jeez. But pelican, you know, (laughs) scoop everybody up in the mouth if there's something tiny. They'll fly away. (laughs) <laughs> accidentally gulp when they were trout. <laughs> I'm sure birds can regurgitate. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Um, so what else <laughs> this book felt very anticky. Like it was all It was antics. all shenanigans. Oh, like at the very end, I was almost yes. like, this is like Scooby Doo, but like without like the mystery <laughs> like ghost thing. I don't know. Yeah, like the theme part I mean okay, spoilers, but like <laughs> very Scooby Doo. Yeah, definitely. There are a lot of moments I really like. Yeah. Uh I was like, I, I normally like the Cassie books. This one, I was just like, really? We're just gonna, it, it felt like a, a, a hodgepodge of all sorts of different elements. Like, cause they're going to, like, apparently they're in like this wooded, you know, sprawling city that kind of fluctuates with size due to whatever book needs it to be, what kind of setting each <laughs> each time around. And then normally they're, you know, right by woodland areas that go into national parks that then go into mountains and secluded valleys. But now suddenly that they can just go and just an hour or so away is desert. <laughs> Yeah, the drylands. Dry capital D, capital yeah, L. Yeah, the capital drylands. And just that's where their Area 51 sort of uh, 
a military uh, base is just out there. And it's just like, Jason, you texted this, but it's just, I agree. Where the hell are they? <laughs> I'm like, okay, you, you guys can't have every, like your city can't be mountain forest side, desert side, and beach oh side. Did they have a skiing thing? They did, didn't they have a, oh, it was water skiing, right? Uh, the sharing yeah. and the Water skiing at the lake. They went water skiing. So it yeah. wasn't no, snow. No, no, no. Not, yeah. so not snow. They've got snow. They've got desert. they got Yeah, beach. and it's just like. Morgan, I want to get you to play Stardew Valley because it's, like, seriously, like, okay, so we're just, like, basically hop-skipping and jumping from, like, this forest woodland farm area, like, straight to desert because it's seriously, like, that game setting, too. Their property values must be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's California for you. Um. All right. We want to jump into it? Totally. Yes. Let's do it. All right. I probably should have confirmed this in the chat, but... I, I got the first part. <laughs> Make it sure none of us messed up this time. Um, so obviously this is a Cassie book. Oh, we didn't even say. We're doing book number 14, The Unknown. It's a horse book. We just book. talking about horses. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and Cassie starts with a quick description of herself. She's short. She wears anything from jeans to overalls, which, okay. The same <laughs> thing. It is not the and same thing. And she helps her dad. Oh. Well... <laughs> And she helps her dad run the wildlife rehabilitation clinic. She she goes on like a list. She just knocks everything out at the beginning. She describes Rachel as the coolest person I will ever know. And Jake likes me, as in likes. Nice. And he's the smartest, strongest, and most balanced person I've oh ever met. Oh my god. Except for maybe my parents, who are cool, but in a parental way. Okay, like Classic. her descriptions of Jake throughout this book, I just want to point out, like, aren't they kind of past the point now where it's just like, they've, they've heavily, like flirted and like you know whispering each other's ears hand holding all that stuff like isn't this gone beyond the point of just like likey like like each other it's kind of like dude <laughs> you guys are kind of a thing at this point it's you can't like tell anybody you're else observing you otherwise like right. everybody knows decided. <laughs> it's like you're dating like yeah yeah you are um, dating like uh i think it's Dating in a very 13, 14 year old way where it's like, we're dating, but what do we do? Like, <laughs> they don't know how to, like, <laughs> date. I will say one thing about this chapter of me is like, she, I feel like Cassie always compares herself to Rachel. Like, yeah. Whenever she first begins. And vice versa, though. What? What'd you say? And vice versa, though. Like, like Rachel compares herself to Cassie and she's like, we're opposites. You would never consider us to be best friends, but. We are, so deal with it. <laughs> but I do agree with Jason. Like, Cassie does compare herself often to Rachel. And this one a little bit more heavily than others with the whole clothing-like thing going on throughout this book as an overarching bookend narrative. It's just like, okay, like, she's just her own truth of who she is. She likes wearing clothes and she doesn't care if they're dirty. And Rachel's a clothes horse, pun intended, for this book. <laughs> and that's how it is, but it's no big deal or fault to have to force Cassie into anything. I just don't want. I just yeah, don't want it I to like cast like affect. I'm like, I'm like, is it affecting Cassie's like self image of herself and yeah, um, everything? I just, I was like, I hope it's not like making you think less of yourself because you're comparing herself to Rachel, who's apparently a supermodel, because everybody says that about Rachel, like every description of her, and it's like Cassie, you could be just as like you know. Um, 
fierce and like attractive and feel that way about yourself. Like I don't, no, I, yeah. I don't know why I'm putting this on a fictional like preteen, but I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> you're cool too. Don't. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, there's this whole point where at one point they're going down the hallway in school. We'll get to it, and it's just like every guy is stopping to talk or say hi to Rachel, and Cassie notices, and it is that kind of like, okay, is this the quantitative? You know, having to feel like you have to you feel she's uh, feeling like lesser than it's kind of like pointing to that just because like nobody's stopping to talk to her uh and then of course jake is super nice to her and and says hi uh and that's being your own self and having actually healthy relationships versus just you know kind of flash in the pan like kind of nothing uh, interactions like what's more value here yeah and i think this series does a good job of being like cassie's not um you know she's confident in who she is and um like she doesn't care about those interaction with the boy with the other boys she just cares about jake and then jake also has like a really great reaction we'll yeah we'll definitely part, but yeah. We'll get to that and and <laughs> And each each character in the series has their own strengths and weaknesses that are unique. And yeah, that's why I like this series. The end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, oh, she goes over the Yerks, mentions how they got their morphing powers from Elfangor. And then she they set the scene, which is kind of what we're talking about, which is Rachel is staring at Cassie in the barn, wishing that Cassie would at least buy jeans that fit. And they kind of go back and forth. And Cassie's like, they fit fine. And she's like, when did you buy them? When you were four? And uh, Rachel tries to get Cassie to go to the mall with her. Um, At that point, they're just capris. Like, what's wrong with that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Or high waters. Because she keeps saying you're prepared for a flood. And it's like, yeah, that's what high waters are. Yeah, I mean, it's just like at this point, hey, there's practicality in all these places. Like, if it's getting warm out, at least, hey, you have some extra ventilation. You're fine. Yeah. And um, so Cassie's dad saves her and is like, oh, we have to go or I need Cassie to go with me because uh, crazy Helen called and we have a sick horse way out on the edge of the dry land. (laughs) Um, I kind of have a fan of crazy Helen. Yes, I love crazy Helen. Um, We all know a crazy Helen. I worked with a guy who was a crazy Helen. (laughs) Um, and it's a two hour drive. So Cassie's like, Hey, you can come with us if you, uh, or if you come with us, I'll let you pick out a new pair of jeans for me. And then the chapter ends with, and that's how we ended up discovering the evil horses that threatened all of humanity, which, uh, as Jason has already pointed out, wasn't exactly true. There wasn't, they weren't threatening all of humanity. Not really. There's, there's, there's no real... The stakes are low. The stakes are really low. Yeah, the stakes are low in this one. It's very Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark up in this one. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, if they discovered Um, nothing, it would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, So on the way, Cassie's dad tells Rachel that Crazy Helen is an octogenarian who lives in a trailer behind a souvenir shop on the side of the freeway. Um, and he's like, I shouldn't call her that, but she calls herself that, so whatever. And um, before we get into the fan theories, Crazy Helen is neither the woman who escaped from the Yerk pool nor the woman who burned down the track to burn down uh, Rachel. Rachel was in, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, she has this souvenir shop called Last Chance Souvenirs, which she's clearly been in for a long time. Um, because it's got a lot of crap. 
when they get there, Crazy Helen runs out and exclaims, it's the big, it's a big roan mare. She's acting all funny. Like maybe she's been eating the loco weed. And Rachel looks at Cassie and Cassie's like, I don't know. And so I Googled it. Okay. <laughs> loco weed, also called crazy weed and loco, is a common name in North America for any plant that produces swainsonine, a phytotoxin harmful to livestock. Huh. Okay. There we go. It's it's real. I I thought it was weed. I, like, <laughs> I was cool just taking it as a, you know, hey, they ate no. something wrong, kind of just a colloquial, colloquialism type, you know, phrase. But good to know. Actually a thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, Cassie's dad asks Crazy Helen, how have you been? And she's like, those darn aliens won't let me sleep. And Rachel's like, the fuck? <laughs> she knows about she knows about the Yerks, what the fuck? Uh, she kind of just like tenses up and Cassie winks at her and is like, different aliens. And uh, Helen continues on to say, they keep sending me messages through my teeth. They keep on telling me they're going to land right out here. But I haven't seen a Martian land in 40 years. Very untrustworthy. Very, very sneaky, untrustworthy folks. I really wanted... Crazy I really wanted the girls to go, okay, so which ones did you see? Like, uh, Harbor, uh, Harbor Jean, like, uh, Femi Lights. Uh, did you happen to see, you know, these, like, uh, horse machine? Uh, trying to on the check. <laughs> There's these things called taxons. Yeah. So, like, here, point to, uh, point with these mug shots. Like, which one did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those law and order, like, flip yeah. books that they do. <laughs> which one did you see? Um, and then it says, Crazy Helen laughed. It wasn't an insane laugh, more of a gentle knowing sound. I wondered sometimes if Crazy Helen was really crazy or just playing a game, which is kind of, I liked that. <laughs> she, It's like, is she doing a gimmick for her souvenir shop or is does she actually believe in it? Um, so Rachel, Cassie, and Cassie's dad, fun fact, whose name is Walter, I believe, actually, I just, that's off memory, um, investigate the darkness around the trailer and Rachel spots the horse in question by the payphone. The weird thing was that the horse appeared to be trying to use the phone. <laughs> um, it was like trying to dial the numbers with a stick in its mouth and it spotted them and kind of like decided to run away but it could really only wobble off. Act natural. And it kind of just like <laughs> fell over. Yeah. Uh, whoops. Um, so it fell over and Cassie's dad is like must have been a snake bite and so he heads back to the truck while he's gone, conveniently, a gray slug worms its way out of the horse's ear and plops onto the ground. Ugh. So that that horse was a controller. It was a horse controller. A new type of controller appears. <laughs> um, just then, a pale stale, stallion. It's a stallion. A pale stallion walks up, kind of looks at the situation, and turns and runs away. And Cassie's like, oh shit, I have a really bad feeling about this. And she's like, we need to get the fuck out of here right now. So she yells and they both start running away and they make eight steps before the ground explodes because Dracon beams were fired and Cassie gets knocked out. So presumably that stallion was also a controller and reported back and had that uh, mayor blown up because it was going to get captured by humans or whatever. So this was all kind of confusing in terms of motive. So the bug fighter was around to be able to kill this yerk who escaped this mayor. So supposedly both of those creatures died 
And then, yeah. why was the mare staggering to begin with? Was it actually a snake bite? They do say later in the book, Visitor 3 is like, oh, we lost poor whoever to a snake oh, bite. okay, so it was. So it was actually a snake bite, yeah. Hmm? Right. It's, it, it's, it's a weird scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, they blew up the evidence is what happened. That, that stallion that showed up was like, oh, fuck, these humans are here, and there's a yerk just chilling on the ground. So, like, it sees the yerk. Uh, and the yurt kind of like reaches up to it and is like, save me. And he's like, nope, bye. <laughs> and then they blow the area up. So Cassie gets knocked out. She wakes up in Crazy Helen's gift shop surrounded by alien merch. So she, we've got Star Wars. We've got X-Files. We've got Invasion of the Body Snatchers. We've got etc. And um, it's unclear. I always imagined her just sleeping on a couch but it's like, or being passed out on a couch, but it's like, this is a gift shop. Where, where is she no sleeping? No idea. <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh, anyway. I thought, oh, I thought um, she was maybe like in a spare room and it had extra swag from the gift shop, like extra memorabilia all in there. Who knows what crazy yeah, Helen's Yeah, maybe got. something like that. Hmm. Yeah, Crazy Helen's merch is just overflowing into her actual trailer. Like, that checks out. <laughs> um, so her, uh, Cassie's dad looks at her, like, you know, and says she's probably fine, but they're definitely going to swing by the emergency room on the way home. Um, which I feel like if my kid, if there was an explosion and my kid was, like, knocked out, I would be, like, racing down the yeah, freeway with her in the backseat. I wouldn't seat. be that like, casual about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, crazy Helen's like, it was exploding rocks that the uh, aliens left around. Um, but Cassie's dad is like, listen, we're on the edge of an Air Force facility. They have a base way back in the dry lands. You see the jets flying over all the time. I suspect they have, may have lost a bomb or a missile yeah, or something. Yeah, no, that, that, that explanation. <laughs> really? That snake bit horse must have set it off. The blast caught you. Yeah, and it's just like, that's so casual. Like, your your military just took an, almost blew up your yeah. child, and you're just cool about yeah. it. Yeah, uh-huh. No. <laughs> that's not that's not the correct reaction. Or, or yeah. the most immediate conclusion. But it works yeah, for the story. So, <laughs> yeah, he's just so chill about it. It's like, okay, okay. Just brushing um, it off. So... Crazy Helen's like, no, it's those aliens out at Zone 91, which is their Area 51, <laughs> um, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. Um, and she's like, they have them out there in cages. They got secrets of technology from them. You think computers just happened? All that stuff was from aliens. Here, have a souvenir mug. Normally $10.99, but you can have it because you got hurt. <laughs> Helen grabbed a mug from the shelf, wiped it off on her sleeve, and handed it to me. Rachel held up her stick. I got a pecan log, she said. You want a mug? Helen asked her. No, the pecan log is great. But I don't really believe in aliens. Rachel said this with a perfectly straight face. <laughs> Which I love. Oh my gosh. What's a pecan log? <laughs> I don't believe in your aliens. I believe in my... It's like it's like a religion. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't believe in your god. I believe in my god. Um. So, so they go home, and it's fine, I guess, and cut to the mall, because you had better believe that Rachel didn't forget Cassie's promise, oh. and now Cassie owns outfits. So, not just clothes, outfits. Is the finale of this whole series going to be, you know, just the um, apocalypse of the Yerks in the mall? Just them fighting as a last stand there? Oh, <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is appropriate. It is um, in most of these books. Okay, okay. 
Somebody put that. I I I closed up the thing. <laughs> we'll put that. We'll put uh, that, in the put that in the predictions. Yes, because you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Last stand in the mall, Kate. It's like Harry Potter. Last stand in the Grand Hall. Exactly. Um. So, so Marco is explaining that the internet believes that Zone 91 is where the aliens live. And so I guess time for uh, Area 51 facts? Yeah, let's do Area 51 facts. This is perfect. And so here's a picture. This picture, I swear to you, is on the Area 51 Wikipedia page. Okay. And y'all remember when all those people were like, let's go be at be at area 51 they can't stop all of us first of all this picture i will say this guy in the background who's looking at his phone does look like reeve Curry. oh i was just gonna say the guy uh in the gear kind of looks like ozzy from survivor <laughs> sorry <laughs> i don't Deep watch cut. Survivor, but he also kind of looks like james franco <laughs> um so there's these guys holding the sign the meme rush of area 51 uh and they have a sign that says clap alien cheeks, which I believe the person who put this picture on Wikipedia either did not know what that meant or knew exactly what that <laughs> meant. <laughs> okay, so Area 51 is 85 miles north of Las Vegas. It ref- uh, Area 51 refers to a map location and is the popular name for United States Air Force Base at Groom Lake, which is a dry lake bed in the Nevada desert. Also, fun fact, the town right outside Area 51 is called Rachel. What? (laughs) That's, uh... (laughs) So, I don't know. Maybe it's a trivia. I think not. So, (laughs) Area 51 opened in 1955. However, its existence was only officially acknowledged by the CIA in 2013. And then, like, three months later was the first time, uh, like, Obama mentioned it. So it was the first time that a president had ever mentioned it publicly. Really? What goes on inside is an extreme, is extremely a secret. Yeah, 2013. That was the first time it was like recent for- memories. Formally acknowledged. Officially acknowledged. Wow. Yeah. Uh, really? And then immediately people are like, let's run to it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, what goes on inside is extremely secretive. Members of the public are kept away by warning signs, electronic surveillance, and armed guards. According to the U.S. military, it represents a, quote, flexible, realistic, and multidimensional battle space to conduct testing tactics, development, and advanced training. So that's just some bullshit. Um, jargon, jargon, <laughs> jargon, jargon, jargon. Yeah. So most people, like, the conspiracy is that the site is where there's alien spacecraft and the bodies of aliens that crashed at Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. Um, Which, like, the timing, like, 1947 is when Roswell happened, 1955 is when it opened. I could see why that would be the connection people make. The U.S. government says there were no aliens at Roswell and the crashed, crashed craft was a weather balloon. Um, so the more realistic theory that is kind of like commonplace is that the CIA is like, yeah, there's aliens. Don't worry about it. Like just has been like, yeah, yeah. Believe there's aliens and encouraged the theory or allowed it to form, um, to basically obscure the site's actual purpose, which is probably just to test experimental aircraft. So there you go. There's some information about (laughs) area 51. Any questions? Yes. Lots. Um, so we're just like aliens exist, but the public isn't uh supposed to know in what capacity um 
Man, we need some like Marvel movies up in here. That's what we have Men in Black for, right? Well, we kind of, we kind of have. Um, I bet you there's some Marvel shit about Roswell, like one hundred percent. Oh yeah, my hu- <laughs> my husband and I have been talking about ancient aliens a lot. Oh my god, because he just played a game, like a game that makes made something ancient aliens, and it's just such an annoying thing. First of all, it's always like. Oh yeah, ancient aliens because white people didn't build it, so it must have been aliens. Oof. Like if you've ever watched that show, they're like, Oh yeah, there's no way that these people in South America could have built these pyramids. Must have been aliens. Uh, people can do a lot more than you <laughs> so. think. And yeah, people in there, South there'd be a, a lot of Marvel uh yeah, basing storylines in Roswell, obviously. Eternals, I assume. Oh, I still need to watch that movie. <laughs> although I heard that was like meh. <laughs> I fell asleep. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds it was, it was good. Angelina I haven't watched it, it either. Angelina Jolie's in it. And I'm like, why is I know. That? Yeah, but she doesn't do much. I See, like that's why it's most bad. Of everybody else. <laughs> I like most of everybody else in it. Angelina Jolie. I'm like, eh. Uh yeah. I fell asleep. Stephen told me the ending. I haven't circled back to it. Shang-Chi I really liked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. I like that one a lot better. Shang-Chi is much better. Um, okay, so Marco is basically like, yeah, here's what people believe about Zone 91 is our Animorphs analog. And remember, at the time of writing this this book, the government has not officially acknowledged the existence of Area 51. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. So they have a bunch of banter, and then Cassie gives the spiel about each of the Animorphs and kind of describes them. Um, The gang theorizes why the Yerks would want to infest horses, and Rachel's like, maybe they think they can win the Kentucky Derby. And Jake is like, maybe it's some kind of strange Yerk entertainment. Maybe it's fun for them. And Axe is like, I don't believe Yerks would do anything for fun, Prince Jake. They would have some reason. Which is like, Yerks can do stuff for fun, can't they? <laughs> Even if they're evil. <laughs> I want I want the shenanigan uh, book where they come across all the Yerk controllers like at a water park. Just like, we're on vacation. <laughs> we're not. Well, it's like, we it's need like, a are they, break. Are they, are they all acting in the sharing? Or is it like literally like their, like their work, um, like vacation or like their team bonding exercises? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, it's interesting because, like, if they want, con- like, host bodies, they must enjoy it, right? Like, I think we kind of learned that a little bit from Horkbajure Chronicles. I mean, to like, an extent. Esplin enjoys but it. But then there's also, like, Chapman just sitting in his house, like, uh, uh, staring, staring at, at the, the wall, wall yeah. until he has <laughs> to go make a phone call to check in with Visitor 3. Like, doesn't seem like they enjoy being a controller in certain instances all the time. I think there's probably better experiences than others. Also, Visitor 3. Well, maybe the Yerk and the host were... Visitor 3 is like, kind of, like, uh, maniacal, uh, gets his jollies out of it in a sadistic way anyway. Yeah. Well, maybe Chapman and the Yerk were just chatting, <laughs> like, in the in their head. Playing a game of chess <laughs> in their head. Yeah. Like, a fucking uh, Xavier and Magneto. Yeah. Um, so, in the end, they decide, okay, let's just go flying around the drylands, which... I'm noted, it sounds like a Spire of the Dragon level, and I googled it, and there's a level called Dry Canyon, so there we go. (laughs) Uh, But Jay can't go because it's his dad's birthday. Um, Also, Axe doesn't see any points, but like, (laughs) 
wouldn't it be best for him to go so he can tell if there's anything alien going on? I like that Axe is just like, yeah, I don't see a point in this. Uh, I don't want to acquire any more morphs either, so peace. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's because, like, I think it's just a plot contrivance. Uh, because if it was, like, if he did go, that would have been a problem for the, like, next scene, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Cassie wears her new, okay, so cut to the next day at school, and Cassie is wearing her new outfit that Rachel picked out, and she's finally getting noticed by the boys. Uh, but the, those boys call her Carla and Kendra. Oh my god. So, clearly they love her for her personality. Uh... Um, but then her friend joe comes up and she's like i know joe joe from horseback riding he'll know my name and he's like you look different and kind of snaps and is like you look like you've gained weight have you been trying to bulk up oh my god (laughs) yep (laughs) (laughs) i cringe so bad which like i love how that's framed though because it's like you look strong. Like, it's kind of like you look strong, oh, you know? It, it, it just not, like, you not look said you look in the right way you whatsoever if it was meant in yeah. that regard. <laughs> no, I know. That's that's the problem, foot in the mouth. Oh, my gosh. You look healthy. You've got a shiny coat, shiny coat and <laughs> white teeth. I mean, that's more it's... of a compliment. Than... <laughs> <laughs> well, it just sort of, like, shows you, like, how he sees Cassie, too. Just, like... <laughs> nobody sees her as maybe like caring about those things or like or whatnot yeah 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 he's like i know and it's like this is cassie's friend so he knows that like he knows her and so it seems more like like he knows that she wouldn't get offended at something like that but uh uh, (laughs) reach up with one elegant hand and push joe disdainfully out of her way that proves nothing, Rachel said. Uh-huh, Cassie says. I look fatter. <laughs> Guys are idiots sometimes, Rachel said. And then they run into Jake, who says, and, and Rachel's like, doesn't she look great? And Jake, of course, is like, of course she looks great. She always does. Aww. You guys have fun in the drylands this afternoon and try to be careful. And it's just like, ah, that's so cute. Yeah. Jake, you just, Jake, you just said the exact he right the thing. thing. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Uh um uh yeah i think back to what jason was saying earlier it's just rachel trying to fit cassie in this mold an ideal uh, like um societal pressure to regard of of, uh what she thinks uh you need to be uh wearing as a girl and you don't yeah (laughs) yeah i could definitely see that i think (laughs) i think it's more of like like framed as the way that marco and jake banter about like who could win in a fight cassie and rachel banter about clothes kind of thing i like uh i like marco's reaction though that's coming up yes (laughs) yeah cassie goes to math class i believe it's math where she sits and she's like two rows away from marco and she sits down and here's his astonished voice he like climbs over a desk to get and sits next to her and exclaims who is this vision of loveliness who is this fantasy come true excuse me but are you tyra banks no no you can't be any mortal girl so much perfection could never be achieved by a mere human you're an angel descended from heaven i mean they say clothes make the man but these clothes make you an angel i took out my homework and placed it on my desk are you done I asked Marco. He thought for a moment, then nodded. Yeah, that should be about enough. What did Rachel pay you? He grinned. Two bucks. Girls are such idiots sometimes. I'd I'd have done it for a dollar. <laughs> I think that's probably my favorite part out of this book. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a good Marco moment. Marco. I he's got some good uh good words. <laughs> For one of my favorite parts of the book. <laughs> For once. <laughs> Yeah, they do a really good job in this book of um of like dropping in some of those moments, like some moments with act being funny, some moments at the theme park. It's all it's very good. Yeah, the Scooby Doo of it all. <laughs> so cut to after school, they're at the barn, and Tobias gives Cassie, Rachel, and Marco the all clear to morph their birds of prey, and says like, "Hey, a Cassie's dad is." T- five minutes away in his pickup truck and they're like okay if Tobias says he's five minutes away he's five minutes away so they take off uh sure to use the intense thermals drink <laughs> to get lots of al- altitude for a little effort a lot of thermals <laughs> they, they really went into how thermals um, work in this book speaking of the bingo card slash drinking game they also pass a bunch of geese and Tobias notes how they fly really fast for hundreds of miles. And I was like, great, maybe you should acquire fucking geese. <laughs> hey, guys. Migratory birds. So I have a proposal for the bingo card. And my proposal is when the kids should acquire something, but just Oh, don't. my God. So often. Yes, that needs to be on there. That's <laughs> so common. Um, yeah, and Tobias is like, it's like a dog trying to catch a car. Like, if we try to catch up to them we would not be able to. And it's like, cool, sounds like a morph you should all have because there's so many moments that have passed and are coming up that are like, I like burned all my calories going as fast as I can. And it's like, you should have maybe acquired a goose. <laughs> I don't know. You know a, a marathoner, not a sprinter. Yup. Uh, that, yeah. Uh, even, uh, what, like monarch butterflies. <laughs> like, flippity flap. <laughs> you know what's annoying? Of miles. They have, yes. These, um, what? These kids have internet. <laughs> like, they're still not like. Did nobody make a list of morphs they could acquire or their local area or like I a know. list of like. I don't know. Like, yeah. things about animals <laughs> or like. They specifically <laughs> talk know. about the internet. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, no. You're right. Yeah. In the, in the reaction, they had some internet moments and also like there's an internet episode coming up i don't even know how we're gonna cover that just because it's so <laughs> there's a yeah it's, there's a chat room involved it's of gonna course there's a chat room involved this is the late 90s <laughs> oh god yeah it's not even aim is this gonna <laughs> be like a... they never they don't do like a myspace knockoff in this series do they no uh because the series ends in 2001 oh, so it's before myspace <sighs> Right? Although my kids, it's funny, my students know MySpace as a meme. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, founded in 2003. Damn, that's early. I you know, I guess that makes sense. Wait, when did the series end? Um, 2001? 2001. Mar- uh, June 2001, like just in time. <laughs> right before 9 yeah. 11. Uh, yeah. And and when we get to the end, we we should definitely talk about that as like a theme overall. Anyway, <laughs> what's that show when they would like? Um, to, oh, To Catch a Predator. It's not going to be like a To Catch a Predator thing, right? With like chat rooms and preteens and like <laughs> no. the early oh, 90s. um, a little bit, but we'll oh, get god. to that. Oh god, catfishing. <laughs> oh god, we've got some good books coming. <laughs> I will say, uh, I'm stoked. I'm I'm stoked about the next like. 15 books <laughs> and then we get to ghost written and it's just yeah um 
Okay, so on their way to the drylands, Rachel and Marco are just arguing back and forth about aliens. And Marco's like, hey, maybe the greys, or he doesn't use the word greys, but I know <laughs> the aliens that landed back in the 50s are just a different bunch of aliens than the Yerks. And Rachel's like, so now the Yerks are just here? Are we some sort of like super highway? And she's like, that would be so unlikely. Wait a minute. They they so met they the androids. They know this is true. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah, right? No, like... They know there's at least two. <laughs> yeah, there, there's been at least two... Well, three now with the Andalites. They also... Andalites know that Earth exists too. And it's just like... Well, the Andalites only know because of the Yerks, but yeah. Yeah, but no. And they... Yeah, no, that's actually... Uh, from what they know... They should have pieced together, like, actually, yeah, we are kind of, like, on the, uh, uh, like, a short rest stop on the Earth, high, like, the highway of the galaxy. <laughs> right. Like in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, and we do learn that that's kind of true also, that the, the 50s aliens are kind of, tr- like, besides the end of this book. But anyway, okay, so. <laughs> You're saying in the series? Uh, eventually. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. Eventually. Uh, once again, we'll get to it eventually. Everybody drink. When I say that, <laughs> new bingo card. Um, eventually they spot a sign in the middle of the desert that reads, Stop. Government property. Restricted area. Authorized personnel only beyond this point. All others are subject to arrest and prosecution. This means you. Uh, they, so then they just fly past it and spot some horses, but the horses are acting too much like horses to be yerks. So they ignore the horses. And instead, opt to demorph behind some boulders in the desert. Uh, unfortunately, those rocks were also on the far side of the Area 51 sign. This or Zone 91. This sort of reminds me of that. That's, um, that's going to be a problem. Uh, this sort of reminds me of that uh, Arthur meme with what's her name, uh, like with the signs, like I can't read, or I'm I would be upset if I could read. Or, like, <laughs> oh, that's a uh, King of the Hill. Oh well, or, the, well the, there's... that with Bobby oh, yeah. with like the the classroom. There's that one, but I, I mean like the one with Arthur's sister. Those kids would be real upset if they re- could read. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but I mean the one with uh, Arthur's little sister, and there's like a sign on the door, and um... that sign can't stop me because I can't exactly, read. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good meme, actually. Uh, anyway, got distracted. So they're on the other side of the fence. They demorph, and Marco's like, "All we need now is a picnic lunch." Tobias, go rustle them. Go rustle us up some juicy rats and toads. And Tobias is like, no need. Just eat that snake you're sitting on. And Marco freaks out. Everybody laughs. Uh, Roll on snare drum. (laughs) And Tobias. Okay, so I noted this. Tobias is like, it's a bull snake. My question is, did he learn all of these animal names before becoming a (laughs) Nothlet? Did he learn them from Cassie? Like... I understand being like, oh, that snake. I know that snake. It's harmless. But knowing all of their names is a little. I like, would assume. You, are you reading them in a book? I would assume it is Cassie. Of like, hey, you know, I because he lives by her farm a lot, and between like, you know, cross referencing with her and hunting things like that, I'm pretty sure he uh, he figured it out. That's got it. Or be he goes up to every single animal and says, "What would you? What are you called? What do you call yourself?" <laughs> What do you call them? What are your pronouns? Yes. Uh, bull snake is a large, <laughs> non-venomous uh, snake, and it is a subspecies of the gopher snake, and it is one of the largest and longest snakes in North America, and can grow up to eight oh, feet long. 
So maybe he's not eating one of those because twenty pound hawk or so, I don't think can uh, take out an eight foot snake. That's a long noodle. <laughs> yeah, not a danger noodle, just a regular noodle. It looks like a um. Okay, so it's kind of like a. It looks rattlesnake adjacent uh, for sure. I would have like I would avoid like it. A copycat. Um. Yeah, when uh, they camouflage themselves by looking like uh, a very dangerous uh, other species. Yeah, this one even has like a diamond head. Yeah, like I st- you see thing. this? I was, even though it's uh, non-venomous, I would not mess with that and give it a wide berth on a trail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a wild animal. Yep. <laughs> Come on, people. Uh, one of my students, a side note, full side note. I don't know if this is true or not because the student uh, really likes attention from me, but she said that she got chased by a coyote oh yesterday no. on her way to oh class. Oh my god! Do you guys? And have... I was like, "Are you okay? Do you guys have coyotes Where? in your?" School? She was with her friend, though. Dang. Uh. I, well, there's rolling big rolling hills by the school that uh that I work at like it's a fairly recently built school and so those rolling hills will probably be houses eventually but yeah there's a lot of open space so I believe it just maybe not from that student <laughs> it could have been a dog so. but either way that that's scary so hopefully she's okay yeah well we did um like at my apartment just see a coyote just crossing the street all chill like yeah and then Cora wanted out and we're like no, <laughs> you're gonna wait you're gonna wait a little bit a little kitty <laughs> <laughs> yeah She's been a bitch lately. She cut my leg today. Oh, wow. Cora. Every time I walk near her, I walk past her. She's like, you stepped on me. Rare. Uh, like, I was like five feet away from you. Please calm kitty down. Kitty PMS? Question mark? <laughs> yeah, she just... Although I did have... I had a donut for dessert, and she just ate a piece of the donut. <laughs> so she'll take tribute, is what we're hearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Okay, so... <laughs> They were behind these rocks. Uh, Marco sat on a snake. Everybody laughed. They decide to rest a moment before remorphing because if they morph too fast, it really tires them out. So they're just kind of chilling for a sec. But then suddenly there's a bunch of rifles being pointed at their heads by dudes in desert camo. Oof. And this is really funny. Uh, Rachel goes, but we're not doing anything. <laughs> With, like, an emphasis on the doing, and I'm like, oh my god, Kay Applegate, you are a parent. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not doing anything. Sounding pretty much like I remember her sounding years ago when her mom would catch us rifling through her closet looking for clothes to try on. And I'm like, yep, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, the amount of times a kid will say that when I, like, saw them with their eyeballs is very funny. Um, <laughs> so these soldiers are like, what are you doing here in this restricted area? They scare scare off in air quotes Tobias because they're like get rid of that hawk I don't like the way he's looking at me Bizarre. and uh, they they search them which Cassie says it's a short search because they're wearing their morphing outfits and they realize these soldiers realize that they're not wearing any shoes and one of them says hey wait a minute it's a couple of miles back to the road how did you get here without shoes for that matter there hasn't been a car down that road all day how did you get here at all I looked at Rachel. Rachel looked at Marco. Marco put on a big grin and said, It was the Martians, Lieutenant. We were dropped here by aliens. <laughs> Cut to, which is like, I love Marco on this next scene. <laughs> it's very uh, Is my internet okay? Yeah. You're doing okay. I feel like I'm lag. Okay. Uh, cut to the three of them in a cell being questioned by this guy named Captain Torelli. 
who I will try really not to call Captain Tor. Oh my God, me. As he is me. Right now in my notes. <laughs> Okay, Captain Tortellini. Can we, yes. can we, yeah, let, let's just just call him Tortellini from now on. Does he turn up at all in the series again? I really hope not, but. Uh, Captain no. Pasta. <laughs> Captain Pasta. Tortellini. Pasta That's boy. all I can um, think of. He, I know! <laughs> head security ravioli from the facility. <laughs> We're just going to different yes, kinds of pasta. Yes, he's stuffed Captain with boy information. <laughs> Yeah, Captain Boyardee. <laughs> Chef has been, uh, uh, what's it called? Promoted. Yes, yeah, no, um, he's rather saucy. <laughs> uh, I yeah. need to keep hearing these dad jokes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, important, while they're in the room, something catches Cassie's eye. One of the flyers that they see on the wall, for some reason in this interrogation room, there's like a bulletin board. Uh, and it's for the garden, and uh, it's a it's a sign up sheet with a lot of names on it and like a date and a time because they're gonna go on a field trip. It is so random so that this guys, is like a thing. And <laughs> God, this this book is it's so, so random. random. <laughs> Between a horse getting snake bit and you know wobbling around had a yurk in it and then blown up and. <laughs> Oh yeah. my god! Uh, there's and there's more to come. I, there's more antics. <laughs> yes, there's so many antics right now, and this like two page spread. So Marco is acting like a total moron, which annoys Rachel and Cassie, who are trying to act like the repentant good kids who got caught ditching class for the first and only time in their lives. Um, Cassie's like, "Yes, sir. We realized we made a big mistake. It was totally an accident. We didn't even know there was anything back here in the drylands. And boy, we'd never ever come back again if you'd let us go. That's for sure." I smiled innocently. I nudged Rachel, and she smiled innocently as well. I prayed that Marco would just get a clue and smile innocently, and smile innocently, so we could. So, where do you keep the alien? Marco asked. <laughs> so much for Marco getting a clue. And this goes back and forth for a moment before Captain Tortellini has them write down their parents' names and phone numbers. And Marco has, at that point, called himself Fox Mulder. And Rachel has called herself Dana Scully. And Cassie has called herself... Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford. Cassie ran out of characters (laughs) from (laughs) X-Files. And she's like, I don't watch the X-Files. And it's like, you didn't leave her anybody anyway. (laughs) Um, Which, uh, nobody tell anybody, but Rachel first and last name is my um is my if i ever get pulled over by the cops without my id <laughs> you're calling yourself dana scully no i'm calling myself rachel last oh. name rachel do- uh, her, rachel her doesn't have name. a last name they specifically <laughs> say they can't tell us the last name in uh every single book not oh, yet wait, prediction now <laughs> no <last names. sighs> that might have been cheating but i want that prediction written down <laughs> yeah. You don't get to call it bingo. <laughs> <laughs> let me fill. Let me fill in the square with whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Guess what her last name is. Um, so, <laughs> so the guy again has had them write down their parents' names and phone numbers, and the dude leaves, and Rachel's like, "We have to get out of here fast." I gave him the number for Pizza Hut. <laughs> And Marco's like, I gave him the number for sports scoreboard recording, which what I don't that? even know what that right. is. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's not our wheelhouse over here. <laughs> Rachel and Jake would have the same uh-huh. last names, wouldn't they? Because their dads are brothers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm still on this, guys. <laughs> don't Google it. You're not allowed. 
You're not gonna find out for however many books. I am good. I don't go on. (laughs) I don't go on Seropedia because I know that's full of spoilers. That's my place. place. Um, Um. Uh. Yeah. So whatever. Okay. Let's look up sports scoreboard recording. Oh, I think it's a number that you call. Okay, so nothing came up, but I think it was a number that you called to figure out the score of a sports game. Oh. I don't know. Somebody at me (laughs) or at us at Middlemore or tag me on on Reddit. People have been doing that lately, which is great. Morgan LaSlay. Shout out to the people who have been doing that, which is fun. Love it. Because I, I rarely log into my... This is my alt account. I rarely log into it. So tag me and then I'll get back to you. Um, so Cassie gave the number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> yes, she gave eight numbers for her phone number. It shows that Captain Pasta really is looking hard and fast on uh, uh, what these kids are giving him. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's just going down the list. Um, so they do like a little debate about what they should morph. And they're like, definitely not ant fly or cockroach and rachel's like no not fly definitely cockroach Fly would have been like, so really? logical okay, i guess right <laughs> could have just flown in the or ceiling has cassie done fly or has rachel done fly they've all done fly because they all flew across fly. the highway yeah they, they yeah, all remember fly. she was and she was oh, yes, and she was spying and she spied on um assistant principal um chapman but that was Cassie. That was Sorry, Cassie. But yeah, they uh, uh, Jason's right. They all did fly to for the time travel uh, book. Mm-hmm. Yes, shenanigans. shenanigans. Okay, <laughs> so they quickly go cockroach and they complete their morphs just as uh, Captain Pasta Spaghetti storms back in and grubbles Pizza Hut. Eh? I'll show you little monsters some Pizza Hut. He opens the door, and the three of them are like, all right, bye. Although they could have fit under the door anyway. Like, they didn't need him to open it because they're cockroaches. Um, Yeah, and that's the end of my section. They're like, bye. Bye-bye. I have a dog right now just holding his paw on my arm. So we're just going to need to do the podcast here holding paw and hand together. Um, He loves you. He loves you more than my cat loves me, apparently. Morgan, the problem was you looked for love in a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, she loves Matt. She loves my husband. (laughs) She's probably sitting on his lap right now. When you visit us, Morgan, my dog loves on you. (laughs) He does love me. He loves me as much as he loves literally everybody. That's what a dog does. He's, yeah, they're they're good. At that. Not, not my dog. My dog only loves like five people. <laughs> she, but she tolerates everybody. Yeah, is the thing, right? She's cool with most people. Uh, all right. Yeah, Kate, let us go into it. So, Cassie, Marco, and Rachel are in their cockroach morphs, and they uh, blow across the floor. Uh, because uh, they were in this morph, they couldn't see per se. Uh, they could feel vibrations and like the humans stepping around them. So they didn't have an idea of where to run, but they easily avoided uh, the footsteps coming about them and they raced down the hallway and they sensed daylight. So the roaches' uh, self consciousness, like, uh, innately did not like the daylight. So they knew as humans that they could steer the roach bodies, like, towards the daylight to escape and just, like, go to something that's making you feel uncomfortable. Go, go towards the light. Cassie, <laughs> she calls out uh, through thought speak to Tobias. And uh, he spots them as they escape out of the compound in their roach forms and then warns them that a column of vehicles was approaching and that they really need to hurry. 
obviously. Cassie and the others start crossing the concrete, but it had been baking in the desert sun like all day so far, so they were starting to get scorched going across it. They call out to Tobias and he scoops them up in his talons, uh, but he didn't have a really good grip on Cassie. And so as he flew up, she fell and uh, away from the others and just goes bonk down onto the ground. Uh, but her roach body had no problem with the impact of uh, hitting uh, the earth again. But <laughs> she was actually now stuck on her back, though, <laughs> with her legs flailing up in the air. Cockroaches have wings, right? They do, and I feel like she should have used them, but can... Uh, okay, can. Cockroaches. Fly is the first thing that... Oh, God. <laughs> those Asian brown, smoky brown, and wood roaches are very capable flyers, but others, such as American, are species that commonly use the wings to glide, which you could have done! Use them to glide! With those but thermals. Okay. okay, cockroaches aren't that bad looking. There's no thermals. Well, they were over concrete, so... yeah, Or over asphalt so yeah anyway uh she had she had wings she forgot they were there uh she doesn't even use them to flip no she yeah she she couldn't figure out how to do that so tobias shouted down to her that she was in trouble the column of vehicles were not just soldiers or trucks coming at her they were tanks and so her friends shouted at her to move, but Cassie was still flailing on her back and not being able to flip over. She tried to flip with her wings, but then she was hit with an impact and a crunch. And she was intact as still the cockroach, but stuck. And she was stuck on the tread of the tank, and that tread was slowly going back around. Uh, and so she was hurrying, and she got herself uh, wedged free from uh, then being squashed under the tank tread again. And she jumped off and ran away frantically. Tobias was able to, like, correctly pick her up this time, and then he took her, Marco, and Rachel outside of Zone 91 uh, and away from the army base. Marco seemed to think that the entire thing was hysterically funny. (laughs) He laughed for the next 10 straight minutes as Tobias flew away from Zone 91. And while Marco laughed, Tobias apologized for dropping Cassie. Oh, no. Poor, poor Tobias. (laughs) Rachel got mad at Marco for provoking uh, Captain Pasta. Uh, he defended himself, uh, Marco saying that he was trying to make them look like wackos so they would not, uh, so that uh, Captain Tortellini would not take them so seriously and contact their parents. They really did. I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Marco was on it. I, I just, I, I just love how they were like, why are you being such a dipshit? Being like, so where the aliens at? And it's like, yeah, because if they had thought we were sane. They would have really wondered why we were there with no shoes. But if they thought we were crazy, then they would have just been like, oh, they're just crazy. <laughs> yep. So anyway. Yeah. I, I, he did not. He Again, why Marco is top two. Oh, what's here. your other one? Oh, Rachel. Never mind. Uh, Rachel is my favorite. They, uh, yeah, Marco, he said he didn't want. Uh, Marco said that uh, he did not want Captain Pasta investigating too much into really why they had no shoes out in the middle of the desert. And so they're about to ready to fly off in their bird morphs when Tobias heard something and warned them uh, to look out. Three kids crawled under a thorny bush to avoid being seen, and Tobias said some horses were approaching the gully that they were in, and they were likely to go to the stream they were nearby. Cassie and the others watched the horses, looking for anything unusual, but they seemed just like regular horses. But one horse went up to the lead stallion, who was a gray stallion, and like kind of looked like it was whispering into his ear. And then that horse whispering started to do what horses do, which is doo-doo. Marco began to laugh. (laughs) 
And uh, Marco was joking and whispering in Cassie's ear, and she's, like, telling him to shut up. Uh, the other horses around the pooping horse started to bray and laugh at that mare, and they, they really looked like they were laughing themselves. The mare seemed <laughs> super embarrassed and stopped pooping immediately, and then went behind a tree uh, and some brush for some privacy. <laughs> The kids waited for the horses to finish drinking from the stream and moved on. And then Cassie stated that she has never seen a horse hide behind a tree to do her business. And so these were not normal horses. Dun, the dun, next... Dun-dun-dun. Ah. Yes. Look. Look at the evidence. Vindicated. Because, like, the, the... I don't really think we mentioned that, like, the other animorphs and even Rachel at one point was, like, doubting. Like, why are we doing this? This is probably just nonsense. So it was... It was vindication for both of them that like yeah there's something going on with the horses there's man. something fishy <laughs> so the next day was saturday and they met in cassie's barn so even axe was there and his human morph this time and they were talking through and they realized they needed to morph horses in order to spy on what these horse controllers were doing out in the drylands jake asked if they could use the horse in the farm that cassie had morphed and she said that that their horse is has like two distinctive markings to have Uh, multiple morphs of that horse would be too obvious so we were talking about this at the beginning of the podcast (sighs) this is where it's just like okay so like um they're talking through on the options on how to acquire different types of horses and so jake then asks if they could acquire horse morphs from neighboring farms but cassie shoots that idea down as well because she worries that her neighbors uh if they happen to see them acquiring those horses, they might get suspicious. But I really want to argue that it would not be that noticeable because all it would be is just the animal kind of going still for a little bit. And, like, if they're, like, at a fence line or something like that with, like, you know, some of our neighbors saying hi to our horses or something. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's a good idea. What's so weird about that? Yeah, it's... Yeah, just be like, um, hey, neighbor, can, can, like, my friends just, they would like to pet some of your horses. We got, you know, this bushel of carrots and we we aren't going to eat it ourselves, so can we give some over to, to your, your yes. horses? And, like, it, everybody, like, all the adults, as we see in a scene later, love Cassie. So, like, why not just, yeah, Capitalize why wouldn't they? But then, yeah. also, I'm also, like, maybe, yeah. maybe it's because I'm not a horse and I'm gonna be like, is anybody really going to be paying attention to, like, what the horses specifically look like? Not if it's in the back pasture, like, you know, down a common road or something like that, like, horses and stuff like that peek over the fence lines all the time and you know people passing by sometimes oh, yeah. just it's, give them a pet it's a horse <laughs> like... Tobias 1000% axe is going to be the biggest problem so instead <laughs> of at night going to a neighbor's horse they decide oh let's go in the daytime to a crowded stable Seriously? and have an andalite yeah there. no there yeah go. so they conclude that okay the better place is to go to the racetrack in the crowds uh, to acquire diverse horse morphs. It, yeah. And also, okay. Famous horses. So they pick famous horses. Yeah, famous horses. Yeah, yeah. Not that the Yorks know famous horses, clearly. But, but like, those things are televised. Okay, so... <laughs> well, they also, Yorks, Yorks don't know famous horses, but your controllers know the difference between a red tail auction bee and the Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> well they just know him at this point um okay but there's this quote from rachel the racetrack they have tons of horses there usually a couple dozen at least i've gone there with my dad last weekend in fact that's his idea of a cool place to take his daughters on visitation day he let you bet marco wondered 
My dad placed it for me. $2 on Chase Me Charlie to show. He came in second. I won $3. And this just makes uh, Rachel's dad seem like the worst. But like, you know that he is just trying to find like new fun and exciting things to, to do with his daughters. Like, he clearly cares. <laughs> Oh, but this see that this like moment makes him see like they're they think he's an asshole and it's like it's fine oh i didn't think i thought the kids were kind of like thinking oh yeah that's kind of cool i didn't think they were thinking bad of her dad yeah oh because the narration says i stared at my friend you think you know everything about a person then suddenly you find out something new like that i don't know that seemed judgy but i guess probably not i mean cassie's not really judgy oh yeah i didn't i didn't catch it as judgy i just got it as like you know huh Oh, didn't know that you did that every now and again. <laughs> All right. Um, Axe, on the other hand, was, like, really down that they were going to go morph a four-legged animal, like a <laughs> horse. He's like, this is much better than being a human. Fuck I yes. do not like walking on two legs. <laughs> Finally. This is practically just half of this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't feel so uh, weird. So they still didn't understand why Yurks would be controlling horses at this point and hanging out around Zone 91. Marco uh, kept joking and insisting that alien conspiracies uh, uh, were, you know, abound and surrounding this place and that they could be true. Uh, and that's maybe what the Yerks are after. Axe did say that Yerks can detect the presence of alloys and metals, like in certain spaceships uh, that are built. So maybe they found something of interest out in Zone 91, like revolving around that. But honestly, at this point, the first stop is the racetrack. And... And yeah, I think this <laughs> is a good stopping point. That's <laughs> we are going to stop here because the shenanigans will continue. We we'll wrap up, you know, we'll wrap up uh, book 14 next week. Uh, I would like to end with this axe quote. Is wood tasty? Is it good to eat? <laughs> is wood tasty? <laughs> well, wait a minute. Isn't the response so... to that is, is, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, didn't Tobias say or Marco say you need to add some salt? Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, uh, what did I say to send me? Send me, send me your, if you've read the whole series, a tweet at me at Morgan underscore Slay about, uh, you know, inside jokes for the whole series or whatever. Um, you can also tweet at us individually at, or as a, as a podcast at Middle Morph on Twitter. You can also check out my other podcast about bad Reddit relationships. Um, we just had a Super Bowl episode, but that was probably like several weeks ago at this point. Um, we are, have done our year two assholes of the year recently. So that's always a fun one. Um, at are the letter you the word serious pod. Uh, Jason, where can people find you? Um, they can find me on Twitter at bottomus underscore prime. Um, you know, I, you just said so much. And I was like, oh, the Super Bowl, tons of assholes. <laughs> and then biggest assholes. I was like, bleached assholes. Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think this podcast is full of people with ADD. I, you just got me like thinking. I'm like, hmm, what am I just thinking about buttholes now? Um, <laughs> and buffalo wing. But uh, that's me, Kate. Well, <laughs> sorry. Next, next episode, we're going to use the word Megabutt. <laughs> Megamind. Sequel. Megabutt. Kate. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Kate, Kate, where can people talk to you? I am not on social media, so in keeping with the theme of this book, uh, 
You know, you could communicate with me by tying a message through a weather balloon because there are no UFOs, but there are plenty (laughs) of weather balloons around and we can communicate that way. Or if that's a little too difficult, you can email us at middlemorph at gmail.com. Also, great idea. You could uh, breed and raise a racehorse. Name it, Kate, pay attention to me or your message. And enter it in the race. This is very valid. I'm sure that name hasn't been taken. Yeah. Uh, since all horse names have to yeah, be unique. No, very valid. Um, I did work with a guy once who was in his, like, 50s. And he was like, aliens are real and would... You could just get him talking about it whenever you were bored, and he would just tell you all about aliens and how they're real. And He sounds entertaining. I mean, that and sounds like a great conversation. He, he was a nice guy. Uh, he definitely believed in ancient aliens, though, which, as I mentioned earlier, problematic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we have more aliens <laughs> anyway. for you next week, and it'll be awesome. And horses, too. <laughs> aliens, horses, so many horses. Yeah. All the horses. All the the kingsmen. All right, y'all. We'll see you in a week. Bye. Bye.